Hey, I'm Ross, and this is the CFO Playbook. Each week, you'll get insights from world-class finance leaders to help you grow your company and yourself and face the challenges required of today's finance leaders. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the CFO Playbook. As we get ready to release the next set of interviews with leading CFOs, We've put together two summary episodes highlighting some of the best takeaways from our recent conversations. Last week, we summarised the top insights around how our guests think about leadership. This week, we have a compilation of insights on the role of the CFO. These clips talk about the mindset you should have, key things to focus on as a CFO, and much more. If you want to grow to be a broader finance executive, a more senior finance executive, a CFO at a bigger company, you've got to zoom out and again, come back to this, like the big picture of this data-driven decision-making recommendations, not just handing over the numbers, but actually understanding what the numbers mean for the future. What does the CEO need? What advice, what recommendations? I think that, you know, maybe more junior professors who professionals who are on more of the operational side focus more on providing the numbers. Whereas the more senior CFO digs through them and understands what do they mean and what do we need to do differently? What do we need to double down on that's going well? What do we need to change that's not going so well? I truly see the CFO role as as the steward of clarity, right? And steward of truth, if you will. I don't want to be too philosophical, but it is what it is. You can't run a company without knowing what's actually going on. Too easy for people to kind of, oh, it's flickering screen in front of me, so that must be true, right? And, And ultimately, you need to be able to look at any number, and it doesn't have to be just accounting numbers, right? It's any number and be able to independently evaluate whether it makes sense, whether it can be possibly true and source it back to some document or some event that you have knowledge of, right? So I, I, I torment my team by, you know, having to kind of validate numbers against documents, against things that we really know have happened. Why? Because ultimately, you don't want to get lost in the digital space and just kind of, as I said, look at flickering screens, like things need to actually relate to real- reality. And, and sometimes, yes, pen and paper is, is a way to kind of check your thinking and check your, your analysis. In those clips, Kelly Battles emphasized the importance of CFOs looking at the big picture, whilst Tom Fenkel highlighted why CFOs need to be the stewards of truth within their organization. Starting off with Tom's point, if a CFO could truly act as that steward of clarity or steward of truth, to use his language, then for me what stood out with that is that it can create a sense of certainty, agreement and alignment across not just the finance team but everyone else that's involved around what has actually happened or what is happening. And when you have that clarity, it means that far more of the energy of the team and the conversation can be focused on taking action and about the future and far less at trying to unpick history and be far more retrospective with it. And that when that is achieved and when you actually have that established that position as a steward of truth and that truth is agreed upon within the team, you get on to Kelly's point about why looking at the big picture is so critical because it's If you do that, you can move 
beyond the abundance of analytics, the abundance of data, and start to curate the relevant insights that are timely and that, again, allow you to then act as more of a driver within the organisation and an advisor to the rest of the leadership team in the company to decide on what we do next, which ultimately is the main goal. One of the keys to success and happiness is balance. And I often think about when I'm facing a problem, like, what's the spectrum or what's the the dimension and where do I want to be or where do we want to be as a team, as executives, et cetera, on that, on that spectrum. And so that's one element of it. And, and if I could give you a couple of examples, like one is strategic versus operational, right? A good CFO needs to be a thinker, unafraid of complexity, really diving in as this business partner role, but also they need to be a doer, right? Can you run a process? Can you build a team? Are you practical? Are you grounded in reality, right? And I think either extreme on some of these dimensions is bad. And I also think depending on your personality or the environment you're in, where you want to be on that spectrum changes, even for the same person, right? You, you may in one company need to be more strategic and another more operational. But finding your right place on that dimension, I think is important. So if you come into a new CFO role, for me, the first questions I ask myself, you know, I focus on getting people right, getting process and policy right, and then getting technology right. And it's usually in that order. It's not always in that order, but that's kind of the way I think about it. And and so you kind of, I, I kind of lay out a, a, it's almost three-dimensional around what are the functions I'm leading? What are the things we need to accomplish over time? So there's kind of one layer is, one, one axis is what are the functions? So finance is one of them, but you know, a lot of CFOs run multiple functions now. What are the things that we need to comp- accomplish over the next year? And then what are the elements that need that we need to put in place to help accomplish those things, whether it's people, process, or technology? And I go from there. And so from a people and team point of view, it really depends on the business model, the strengths that are already there, what the needs of the business maintain. In those clips, the first point was around the importance of balancing yourself and actually deciding where you want to be, need to be on the spectrum of strategic versus operational. Secondly, it was about using that golden triangle framework of people, process and technology. A good CFO needs to be both a thinker and a business partner, but also a doer. And so being able to balance and decide when to be strategic, when to be that cerebral business partner that can again set strategy, advise, lead their team and advise their peers and those around them and when to actually dive into the detail, be unafraid of complexity, is a critical skill to be able to switch context in that sense. And then the second point was around when you step into that new role where you're actually having to balance across that spectrum. In Kelly's example, she used the old familiar framework, sometimes known as the golden triangle, which talks about people, process, and technology. As an added layer of how she thinks about this, she mentioned that looking at functions, capabilities and objectives gave her a sense of when and how to apply this. And this offers a fascinating insight into how CFOs can be effective in their role when they step into it for the first time. I'm not trying to pretend I always get it right. But I think half the battle is just being disciplined about it. And then when you don't get it right, adjust. And then also be forgiving if you don't get it right. Like, you know, because I feel like it's kind of this balance between being intentional, but also being flexible 
or forgiving, right? Because you're not going to always get it right. It could be a week you get wrong. It could be a year you get wrong, right? Like, but the important thing is, okay, I got it wrong. I'm going to fix it. And I very much believe there are two other pillars that we need to focus on as leaders, especially as finance leaders as well, because it's so out of the comfort zone. And the one pillar is that growth and development of yourself as a leader. And I really believe that that is a journey and you are not a leader overnight. I mean, in my 20s, someone called me an awful leader. In my 40s, one of the HR leaders who worked with me said I was the best leader that she'd ever worked for. So, you know, it's that difference. It's a journey that you go on. It's about realizations that you have on the way. So that second pillar, very, very much about yourself and your own growth as a leader. And then the other one is growing your team. I think what we totally underestimate is the power behind growing a team and developing developing a team consistently. And so it's not just those great finance events where you go away and you have a team away day. It's really making a concerted effort to grow and develop that team through all the interactions that you have with them as individuals and as a collective. And it's that collective piece that I see is missing. We've just heard there about the importance of acknowledging mistakes when they happen, forgiving it, fixing it and moving on as well as the importance of growing yourself and investing in that growth amongst the growth of your team. And on that first point, it touches again on this concept of humility. Whilst humility, of course, is subjective and a choice as to whether that's going to be a characteristic of of you as a leader, again, it's a familiar trend that we see that here within these CFOs, these finance leaders, that when you're dealing with something and attempting to be that custodian of truth and attempting to be that business partner, a great way to establish credibility and build those relationships is by having a healthy dose of empathy and humility. And mistakes will happen. So being able to acknowledge it, fix it, forgive it and move on is critical for any leader today. And again, a CFO is more than more than most. And then secondly, is the idea of, again, stepping up into that new role. We touch on that theme again, the acknowledgement that when you first do that and when you move into a new leadership role, whether that is, again, a step up within an organization or stepping into another company, a role with another company, is about you need to continually invest in that growth, your growth. And to paraphrase the term of moving from an awful leader to a great one over the course of, say, a decade, that only happens through reflection through commitment and through that investment of time into your own journey and then having that same application into the growth of your team so that they can expand and they can grow alongside you and ultimately you can create a truly best-in-class world-class finance function. Thanks for listening to the second Highlights episode and be sure to tune in next week as we kick off our next round of interviews with some world-class CFOs. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean a lot if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. CFO Playbook is brought to you by Solvo, the number one corporate card and spend management platform. Learn more at soldo.com.